Welcome to the Season of Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today we are going to chat all about Ayurveda and how to start implementing it with your kiddos. So a little background, um, I have a four-year-old son, and so my experience um, kind of goes up to age four. I also have a teaching license, um, or I used to. I taught sixth grade for a few years. Um, so I want to chat a little bit about how you can maybe start implementing some of this um, with kiddos. Um, all of this is going to be stuff that you can introduce. I would say at age three, most of this I started introducing to my son at age three. Now, obviously some of the tips that I'm going to share today, they're not going to potentially grasp all of it. Um, but you as a parent, especially with tip number one, that I'm going to share about the six tastes. I mean, this is something that you can start doing not only for your kiddos, but for yourself as well. So the first one that I would recommend is introducing all six tastes to your kids. So if you're not familiar, um, there are six tastes according to Ayurveda. They are spicy, sweet, astringent, pungent, sour, and bitter. So a lot of us are very familiar with salty, um, sweet, spicy here in the States. Um, but I want to give you a little bit of food ideas for what would go under each of those categories. And this is something that even with a picky or like I have a four-year-old who's super picky. He started going through that at age three and I introduced all the foods when he was little. So sometimes I totally understand if you're thinking there is no way my child is going to eat something that tastes pungent. Um, I get it. Like I do my, I do the best that I can with my son and I might be introducing these six tastes throughout the day. This is not necessarily going to be at every meal. Um, even for myself, like these are going to be stuff that I want to incorporate throughout the day. Um, ideally in the perfect world, they're going to be at every meal, but you know, let's be real. That's not going to potentially happen for most of us. Um, so the first one is sweet. So what are sweet? Now this is not like your candy sweets. What are some other ways we can get sweet into our diet? So one of the ways is grains. So grains are actually have a sweet taste to them as do root vegetables. They have a little bit more of a sweetness to them. Nuts. Now meat is considered sweet in Ayurveda as well as fruit. And the best seasons to enjoy those are usually summer, fall, and early winter, which that makes total sense. Cause that's when a lot of these, um, you know, the vegetables, the fruits, the grains, it's all being harvested. It's a great time to enjoy it. Next up we have sour. And so sour are going to be yogurt, sour fruits, fermented foods, citrus, and pickled foods. And the best season to enjoy those are fall and early winter, which again goes with the same thing, you know, harvesting season. You can kind of think about what's in season. And those foods are typically going to be coming about um, during that fall and early winter. Then we have salty. Salty is going to be seaweed, pickles, celery, and the best time to enjoy those are fall and early winter. And then we have pungent. So pungents are going to be, again, this one is going to be a little bit trickier with kiddos and potentially adults as well. Um, onion, garlic, radishes, cabbage, and most spices. So think peppers and horseradish. And then the best time to enjoy that is winter and spring. And then we have bitter, which are leafy greens and bitter vegetables, which are the best time to enjoy those are spring and summer. And then finally, astringent, which are going to be beans, dried corn, millet, uh, rye, and then nuts. And that would be the best time to enjoy our spring and summer. Now, I said all the time the best time to enjoy. That does not mean that's the only time to enjoy those foods. Um, that's just when they are in season according to the doshas and the best time to enjoy those foods. Um, so there's many layers there. And so with food, I always try to make it super individual. Usually I'm intuitive eater. 
Um, try to do the best that you can and don't overjudge yourself. Cause a lot of times what can happen is we tend to really judge ourselves and um, we don't need to become that obsessed with everything. Just kind of knowing, okay, do I have a lot of these tastes in my diet? If not, how can I add a few more of them in there? So I know for most people here, pungent, bitter, and astringent, those are going to be the three that are a little bit trickier um, to get in there, or they might not be as um, you know, front of mind for a lot of us. So those would be ways to maybe, how can I season things so I can get some pungent? Um, how can I add more vegetables to every single meal? So looking down, do I have greens um, at this dish? So like for instance, yesterday I made um, macaroni and a hot dog for dinner, which, hey, it happens. You know, we're busy. I was canning all day. I was canning vegetables, um, canning cucumbers to make some pickles. And um, I looked and I was like, well, I could have easily whipped up you know, throwing frozen peas in with the macaroni. Like there's just different ways that you can always incorporate some veggies. I could have went out to our garden and picked the green beans that were there um, and just, you know, made sure I sauteed those up and threw them as a side vegetable. So, you know, how can you be creative about the way that you're cooking just to make sure you have something there so you're presenting it to them so they just keep getting exposed to that. Um, and I won't promise that that's going to make your child not be a picky eater because again, I'm struggling with it myself. Um, I know my mom always did that with us and I have three brothers and myself, none of us are picky eaters. Um, we're pretty good at eating whatever's in front of us, um, without complaining. So I guess, you know, it can work. I know a lot of us have had it work. So that would be my two cents on that. Um, the next one is kind of a fun little activity that I've been doing with my son, uh, nature journals. So for me going outside and nature, uh, is one of the best things to do for not only myself, but my, for my son, just to kind of ground us down, to just check in how are we doing? How do I feel today? Um, and one of the ways that I do this is we might go on a walk. And on this walk, we might see various trees or a creek. Um, he could meet people. He could pick up a stick. All of those things I tell him to remember. And then when we get back home, he can draw them in his nature journal. And so I have designated a book, a notebook, that he uses just for his nature journal. Now he started this last year. And again, as a three-year-old, you're not necessarily going to be, you know, understanding exactly what they drew. So I always had him tell me about it. And I made sure I wrote it in there in my handwriting. So when we looked back at that, when he gets older, we'll be able to know where we are, you know, where we were. So I make sure I write down our location and then what he told me, you know, what he drew. So that would be an idea for younger kiddos and obviously older kiddos, you know, they'll be able to write where they were and what's going on. You'll be able to maybe decipher it a little bit better, but that would be an idea for just a cool get outside because Ayurveda is all about connecting with the seasons and all about getting out in nature. So that would be one suggestion for how to make it a little bit more, especially right now, you know, we're going to be, a lot of us are potentially schooling at home. How can we incorporate some nature and get kids outside? This could be something that you could do as a school activity um, with your kids at home. Another idea is dry brushing and oil massage. So this is something that you're never too early for this. I have a dry brush and my son would see me dry brush after I get out of the shower. I'm technically doing it before the shower and oil before the shower is recommended in Ayurveda. I flip mine around. It just personally, that's what I prefer. So he always would see me dry brush and then put my oil on. So then now before bed, he always says, mama, can you do my dry brush? So when he was little, I used to do the dry brush for him. Now he actually does it himself. He wants to do it himself. So he has his dry brush and he brushes. And so dry brush is basically a firmer brush and it helps improve circulation. It can also be very calming. So um, he goes up. You always, when you dry brush, you always want to go up towards your heart or down towards your heart, depending where you're brushing. 
And then I like to do a little oil after. And so he'll, he'll now just do his own little oil massage and he'll put oil. Um, I put a little bit in his hands and he massages his legs and his arms and he does a little bit on his belly. Um, and that's, it's a super fun evening ritual that we do. So that could be something that you try with your kiddos as well is, you know, have them start incorporating some of these practices. I know one of my teachers has her daughter. I think she was six when she started it was using a neti pot. And so that could be another example of teaching your kids how to do some of these practices and principles at a young age, because when they are seeing it, cause I do in my neti pot, my son sees me do it. I haven't let him try yet, but, and if he hasn't expressed any interest in it yet, but if he does, I will say great. And I will buy him his own neti pot that he can use and start incorporating that into his routine. So these are little ways that, you know, what they're truly watching us and seeing what we're doing. And so some of these basic things that maybe we didn't even you know, realize we were doing are stuff that our kids could easily start doing in their daily routine. The next one are sounding breaths. So for this one, I really like to do um, with my son because he can get angry at times. And so when he gets angry, um, working on expressing, expressing his emotions and understanding what feelings are coming up, but also how can we release some of that? And so we, I just tell him to sigh it out. So he takes a nice deep breath, takes a nice inhale, and sighs it out. And so we're just doing a few of those helps calm down, starts, you know, getting him back into his body and out of his feelings and emotions. And then we can chat a little bit more about, okay, why are you so angry? Or what are you so frustrated about? Um, what's going on? And that way we can start identifying emotions. Um, and the Inside Out movie, I think it's called Inside Out on Disney. He watched that and he's really enjoyed that and it's helped him identify some of those feelings and emotions. And so that's really helped him um, understand, oh, okay, this is joy going on, or I have sadness going on, or, you know, here's, here comes Mr. Angry. So all of those things, um, I think is a great way, the more that we can teach our kids about some of the emotional things that, um, you know, we weren't necessarily taught. I know I wasn't as a kid. Uh, well, I guess Project Charlie, which my mom was a Project Charlie teacher, if anyone knows what that is. But, um, you know, we had that come in once a week during school. And when we were in elementary school, and that was a way to kind of get us in touch with our emotions and um, good feelings, bad feelings, all of those things, um, or maybe it was good touch, bad touch. That might've been it. <laughs> um, but they, they helped us kind of explore that where we didn't necessarily have a class on that. So, you know, these are ways that your kids can start to slowly say, okay, what is this emotion I'm feeling? How can I process it? How can I move through it? Next up, I do some yoga with my son. So cosmic kids yoga is something that's great. Obviously in, um, Ayurveda yoga and Ayurveda are kind of side by side. They have a great relationship there. So when we look at yoga, you know, that again, focuses on being mindful, centering, um, how can he bring himself back into his body? So he does the cosmic kids. I usually put one on for him. And when I put one on for him in the afternoon, I will go and roll my mat out and then I'll get a little, little bit of practice myself. So it might be 20 minutes. Um, and I, sometimes I follow a video, sometimes I don't, but that's a little way that you can have a little bit of alone time while your child's taking care of their needs. You can take care of your needs. Another one is open-ended play. So a lot of the times kiddos at school, they have a lot of stuff going on. Now, again, I know school year this year could be who knows what's going to be happening. They might not have any playtime. So having the time where you don't have any rules, you know, you just say, Hey, what do you want to do? Maybe you have a box of just a fun box. I call it a fun box that we have. And it's got many different small items in there. It has some rice. It has tweezers. It has a little, um, those little fuzzy balls. 
and uh, little buckets and all that stuff. And he just goes to town. There's no rules. Um, he will make some up. Sometimes he'll ask me to play. Sometimes he does it all by himself, but just really open-ended. And that's something that kids don't often get a chance to. And that kind of ties right into that next one is using your imagination. So letting your kids have that open-ended play and then using their imagination. Um, you know, what can they invent? What, th- what can they create? You know, um, he has truck games that he plays. He has some little action figurines of mine when I was a kiddo that my mom kept. And um, he'll make little scenes and he has a whole basically movie going on um, with his figurines. And so really paying attention to how can I make sure I have that time for my child just to be a child, um, especially, you know, at home now. And I had just said, one of my friends, I'm in a private Facebook group of hers that she started and it was, she had asked, what do you want to say? Like, honestly. And I had said, well, to feel not guilty for just not planning out my son's day to the T. So for, he was going to go to preschool this year and we decided against that. Um, and we're just going to stay with the homeschool. So with that, like I felt some guilt around, okay, now that I'm work from home right now, um, probably permanently, like I'm here in my office, I'll get my work done. But when I'm done with my work, I feel like I need to have, um, you know, eight hours of just packed full schedule for me and my son. And it was leaving me burnt out. It was probably leaving him burnt out. And I didn't have that fun, open-ended imagination and play. And a lot of the times, like he got out his Play-Doh today and just was like, mom, can I play with this? Can I get out my sand? And um, he went to town. Like he did not need me. I could get more work done because he was just, hey, I'm relaxing. Like, what are you doing? And so that for me um, is just reassuring. Like our kids don't need us to plan out everything. They can entertain themselves. Um, just giving them the opportunity of, hey, let's what can you do by yourself? What do you think is going to be? Maybe you have some play clothes where they could imagine, um, you know, put on their little, if they have princess dresses or if they have, um, I guess my son doesn't really, he has a cape. I was like, we don't have a lot of um, play stuff here or play clothes, but you know, I know a lot of little girls have their princess dresses and the capes and little masks, all of that stuff um, can be a fun little dress up for them. So those were my quick um, Ayurvedic principles for kiddos. And there's some different things that are like, okay, these are pretty basic, which at its core, Ayurveda is basic intuitive wisdom that we might have forgotten through the years. But we really do know if we strip away all of the stuff and all the programming that maybe we've been sold through the years, um, we kind of know, oh yeah, these are the things that we need to do to care for our basic needs and our children's basic needs. So I would love to hear from you. Let me know over on Instagram at Seasonal Living Mamas what your big takeaways were. Um, And you can comment underneath the post about the Ayurveda kid activities and tell me what you want to try with your kiddos. I would love, I would love, love, love to know um, what's coming up for you with this episode. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.